Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to let Kyle actually kickstart this one. Kickstart. Uh, and so I'm one of your co-hosts, uh, Rohit Rohila. And another co-host, Kyle Reed. I'm going to let you lead this, Kyle, because I I want to, yeah, I like to get your perspective on things. Okay, perfect. So Rohit and I were having a discussion about when the last time was that he's had a regular job. Traditional nine to five, whatever you want to call it. And got a paycheck from another organization that he was employed by. And it got me thinking that he is now normalized not receiving a traditional paycheck. That is terrifying to most people. And I I thought that it would be a really, really good idea to do an episode that kind of revolved around an entrepreneur's mindset. What it takes to be okay with that type of... uh, with that type of cash flow and how powerful it is to be able to let go of that reliance on somebody else to pay your bills. Kind of the worker bee mentality versus the independent mentality. And I really just wanted to get some insight from you and I thought it would be a fantastic episode. So here we are. Yeah. And uh, it was interesting because I didn't really think about it until we were having lunch today. And, um, you know, I had mentioned something because I, I think Glenn was talking about that's where it came from yeah and for the audience um anytime we we record we get together for lunch that day to just kind of you know not only bond with each other outside the studio but to kind of go over some of the things that we're thinking about and what we're going to discuss so glenn brought the fact that you know we have some holidays coming up and because of that the the paycheck schedule has has changed and and maybe receiving a paycheck earlier than you know Mm -hmm. a day or two earlier and so then I was like, wow, I can't even remember the last time I got a paycheck. Um, and so that's that's kind of how this all got started. Yeah. And so to kind of go over my journey, uh, I was working a, a normal nine to five where I, I went to work. Um, There's an office building that I went to, which is where I met the vast majority of the people that have been associated with this podcast over the years. And then I left for a work from home job that was a director of marketing for, for a web hosting company. And I did that for about a year. And so now here I am, I realized when, so the reason why I left the web hosting company was because, um, the CEO owner decided to eliminate the entire marketing budget, which included me. Asshole. And, uh, <laughs> so it happened last November and then in January sold the company wasn't making enough business. I don't know why. That was the statement you made. It's been a year now. Yeah. So, you know, for some reason, if you cut a marketing budget, you don't do as much business. So Oh, darn. Um, Look at that. <laughs> and so I realized, like, this is a perfect opportunity for me to really dive into some of the things that I want to say. If I say I want to be full-time with my seminars and leadership and personal development, I have to do it now. Otherwise, it's always just going to be a dream. And so I, I did, a year later, here I am, and so much has happened that has kind of changed things for me. 
And so I think that's one of the things that, that Kyle wanted to talk about is when you are an entrepreneur, what is the mindset that you have to have? Because it's drastically different from the worker bee mentalities, as you said earlier when we were talking about this. 100%. And let's even rewind before you even get there. Yeah. What did it first feel like when you didn't have a traditional paycheck coming in? Fear. Fear? Fear kicks in right away. You know? What, what kind? Just, I mean, you start taking, you pull the calendar I can, out. I can guess. I can, yeah. I can try to put myself in your shoes and try to guess, but like hearing it from you is really going to. And, and what's funny is like, uh, I, I looked at the calendar. I was like, okay, here, here are all the bills I have. Here's my, here's what my mortgages do, which is 1600, which is the, the biggest bill that I've got. Mm-hmm. And it was like, am I going to make it? Am I not going to make it? So far so, I even started making a list of friends that, because I, I didn't want to reach out to family. I don't want to let my dad know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like, which friends can I borrow money from? Like that's a large sum of money. Who do I know who would trust me enough to know that, you know, I'm going to pay back or whatever. But all that starts kicking in. And as soon as I started feeling some of that, it, it was, I would say I had an unfair advantage. And my unfair advantage is my years of personal development. So already I start feeling fear. And I'm like, okay, fear is kicking in. I know fear is my subconscious imagining the worst case scenario. And here's the proof. I'm making a list of people I can borrow money from. You don't even need money yet. Right? <laughs> and so so that fear kicked in. I was like, wait a minute. If this is all imaginary, what are the things that I need to do? And I started thinking about more of like an entrepreneurial way. Instead of like, okay, you know, getting paid by the hour. Okay, I need 100 bucks. So I need to work three hours for that 100 bucks. Now it was like, okay, wait a minute. How can I generate 100 bucks? And that's the mindset that you have to have is it's not trading um, it's not trading hours, it's trading results. So how can I create that hundred dollars right now? Hmm. So getting away from trading your time kind of one for one for money, yeah, you're now saying you're setting a goal from hmm. a financial standpoint. I need X amount of dollars. What's the path of least resistance for me to get there? What do I need to do to get that? Yeah, and here's the other thing is I never, once I started understanding this stuff, I never thought about the money. As, as you guys know, I don't pay attention to money. I don't know. I didn't know previously what my bank accounts were or my bills. It was all auto. I was living under ignorance's bliss. But but here's the thing. I I wasn't looking at how do I make money because that's when life stops becoming fun. When, when being an entrepreneur stops being fun, if you're chasing the money. Instead, make it a game. And it changes your perspective on it. Because if I'm thinking, how do I make money? How do I make money? What am I thinking right now? I'm thinking about lack. I think about not having enough money, so I need to create more money. Instead, if I focus on the game, okay, you know, how, how much more success can I bring? Or, or how much more results can I bring? It changes the perspective. And that's what allows you the freedom to, to really dive in and start doing some of the things that you want to do. And I can tell you over the time of just a year, I've changed directions multiple times. <laughs> uh, and, and I think the biggest... Some of those have been discussed on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, and not even the newest one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's coming up. <laughs> but, but I think what it takes is... A couple things. One is realizing 
life is abundant. To not think of the... One of my favorite quotes by Jim Rohn is do, you know, something along the lines of do the opposite of what is popular, what most people do. Do the opposite. And here's what happens is all throughout life, we're spoon fed what to do from learning how to walk to syllabuses in college. And then once you leave college or you leave high school, for the first time you're on your own and you're waiting for someone to give you a syllabus. You're waiting for someone to spoon feed you and and you don't get that. Life doesn't have an instruction manual. So what do you do? You take a look at what your friends are doing. And what are your friends doing? They're working. So that's what you do. Because when you don't know what to do, you go with the what's, what's the popular. Herd, herd mentality. Yeah. And so a, a lot of this stuff started clicking for me when I was working the, the typical job. Because I was realizing I was being compared to people who were working longer hours than I was. People who would come in before me and leave after me. I'm They're very, definitely getting more stuff done than you. Right? That's that's the mentality. Definitely. I'm, I'm very technical. I know how to use Microsoft Office beyond just the basics. So I'm creating all these filters and rules and outlooks. So my email inbox is almost always empty. And people are complaining about, oh, I've got 1,300 things in my email. That just tells me you don't know how to manage email. So I was doing some of this stuff and I was like, you know, all I'm doing is the better employee I become, the better slave I become to the owner. And that's it. The owner's getting rich, not me. I'm just a resource for him. And not just a resource, but an expendable resource. I leave, okay, that's fine. I'll just hire someone else. They leave, fine. That's okay. I'll just hire someone else. People are a resource. Yeah. And so we, we watched a video before we started recording mm-hmm. and and it's a video we'll link but but i'd like to get kind of your thoughts on it before i dive into like what the actual entrepreneurial mindset is on the video itself yeah man it was i think it discusses so many things that people have a it's kind of a false sense of reality the person that shows up early and leaves late is the person that's the hardest worker why does it take you so that's the most inefficient worker why does it take you so long to get your shit done yeah why do you have to work? These guys are talking about working 15 hours. I'm like, yo, that is ridiculous. <laughs> and it kind of reminded me of, you know, somebody that you and I are very familiar with. And I was a fan of for a while. And lately, he kind of gets on my nerves. Gary Vee. But one of the things he did say that I liked is he said that if you live for the weekends, your shit is fucked. He literally says that. He drops lots of F-bombs. It literally means that Monday through Friday is passing you by. You are just getting through. You're trying to get by for the weekend. You're living for the weekend. And they mentioned that in this video, right? He said that I'm going to go enjoy the other half of my life. Good luck with yours. I think I just might have spoiled something there. But (laughs) that was pretty impactful to me, right? And it kind of made me relate it back to something else I'd heard in the past is that there's more to life than just the weekend. There's more to life than just this cubicle or this box that you work in or whatever your workspace is. Not everyone realizes that. And I think that that's probably the most important piece to get out from that, that I got out from of, the, of that video. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what it meant to me, yeah. Yeah, so here is, here's the typical life, right? From the age of zero to 20, you live, laugh, learn, play. You're, you're mostly enjoying life. That sounds fantastic. But from 20 to 65, what are you doing? 
you're just trying to survive. You're living for the weekend, like you said. You're, you're getting drunk on the weekends or some form of escapism or, you know, your, your yearly vacation. But what you're doing is you're living for the weekend. And you stop learning. Mm-hmm. And then you complain about how hard and unfair life is. Then from 65 to 80, what are you doing? You're filled with regret and you're just waiting for death. And so that's what the vast majority of the people are doing. Anytime you, and, and so one of the things that I was kind of cautious, cautious about on this episode is I didn't want it to seem like I'm, I'm putting people down who have normal, normal jobs. That, that's great that you have normal jobs. I don't. My ambition has moved beyond that. It's okay to be proud of what you're doing. It's okay, yeah. It's it's not for me. And some of the some of the freedoms that I have now I meant that for you though. I meant to tell I'm telling you it's okay to oh. be proud of what you're doing and you don't have to feel like you're putting anybody else down. Yeah. It, some of the freedoms that I have now that I I mean I can't even tell you. Try going to Costco at nine in the morning. There's no lines. You love it. <laughs> and it's it's weird because time almost doesn't mean anything to me. The only day where I've got something consistently scheduled is every other Tuesday. That's hanging out with you guys, podcast recording day. Other than that, I'm I'm in hustle mode because it's so much fun when you are doing things for yourself because you see the direct results. You see the impact. You don't see, okay, if... If these things happen and I am fortunate enough to qualify for my bonus, now what can I do with that bonus? You know, that mindset is is gone. And what, you know, why is it that people are so proud to work long hours for poor wages? And what I mean by poor wages is paycheck to paycheck. To me, that that's a poor wage. What happens is if... A person is making 50K a year and then gets a raise to now they're making, you know, let's just say a a 20% raise and now they're making 60K. So what happens or whatever the math is. So now what most people do is they adjust their life by 10K. Just increase their expenses. They increase their expenses, which is why money, if you are working for someone else, money will always be an issue for you. Because you are going to increase your living expenses. Okay, now I'm making 20K a year. You know what? So that means I'm making this much money. Everyone I know who's making this much money owns a BMW. So now I need to own a BMW. Rich people have big libraries. Poor people have big TVs. Rich people are the ones who wear normal clothes every day. Poor people are the ones who look at name brands. Because they give off that illusion the facade of success. But that's all it is, is a facade. Are they giving it off or are they trying to mimic it? They're, they're trying to show people that they are more successful than, than maybe they are. And a lot of that could be just me or, or the individual uh, fighting their own insecurities. And so that's kind of the, the worker bee mentality is I don't know how to do things. I'm, I'm not going to continue educating myself or continue this path of self-improvement or professional improvement, uh, self-help. I'm not going to go into these things. 
it's almost like it's seen as a sign of weakness. But I can tell you when when there is a seminar coming up that's a week long for 10K, the worker bee mentality says, that's 10K? That's a lot of money that I need to spend working where I can take this 10K and, and put it somewhere else or whatever. The entrepreneurial mindset will say, okay, that's 10K. What's the value I'm going to get out of that? Because I can tell you, if, if I go to an, uh, an event for 10K. What's the return on my investment? If I make, because of that information that I've gained, if I make $10,001, I came out ahead. But not just that. So say I don't make anything, right? I, I spend 10K to, to attend this event and I didn't really gain that much value. The worker bee mentality is it was a waste of time. The entrepreneurial mindset is who can I network with? How do I create the value? While there. While there. And some of the biggest projects that I've worked on are people that I met at personal development seminars because now all of a sudden they are in my circle of influence. Now I'm spending time with them and we're forward thinking. Think, I think a lot of it, while you're saying this too, is making me think that it's about taking control versus giving control. Yeah. Um, there's a certain sense of security that the general populace has when we talk about worker bee mentality, myself included. I enjoy the security in my paychecks. I've given up complete control of my life. I think that a lot of people don't even really consider that. You've taken it. You've taken control of your life. You've taken control of your income and your finances 100%. Mm-hmm. You are solely responsible for it. At work, they'll tell me that. Kyle, you want to make more money? Sell more. Yeah. Right? You're responsible for your income. No, I'm not. Because you are the one who created my income package that I signed. I didn't get a chance to negotiate that. The negotiation was, here it is, sign it. So you decided my income, not me. And I live with that day in and day out. And it's simply because maybe I don't want that responsibility. Maybe I'm afraid of it and I shy away from it. And maybe that is the outlook of the vast majority of, we'll say, worker bees. It's not intended to offend anybody, but that's the reality. We're worker bees. Yeah. Doesn't make any individual better or worse than someone else right let's be clear but that's the thing is you are not afraid to take complete control you are accepting full responsibility and i think that's the scariest part is because we all have a plan b a backup plan and for the majority of the people the backup plan is blame if i don't make it then I can blame someone. I can blame the economy. I can blame my my employees or my employer. I can blame, you know, whatever. I can tell you the economy is the same for everyone. That excuse is gone. I can tell you that the mindset is, or not having enough hours in the day, everyone gets 24. That excuse is gone, not having enough time. All these things that we keep saying are just excuses. I came across a quote that said, paraphrasing, but essentially saying you don't have enough time is a justification for your current financial situation. Oh, I want to make more money. I just don't have time. 
or I want to go to these seminars, but I don't have time. Why isn't your time worth more money? I want to be more valuable, but I don't have enough time. I can tell you when I started attending these events, really started when I was at Microsoft. And I went from just kind of one of the average you know, people in terms of my results to number one because of the stuff that I'm, I'm learning and doing. And you guys know me. I invite everyone to join me along the path. I'll, I'll invite you to seminars and I'll invite you to do this and I'll invite you to do that. And people are like, no, it's just not for me. Well, then those same people look at me and they're like, I wish I had the freedoms that you did. Or, and this is one that really upsets me. I can't do that. I just don't know how. <laughs> that is the complete, op- that's the worker bee mentality. I don't know how. So I'm expecting my employer to teach me. I'm expecting someone to teach me. The entrepreneurial mindset is, I don't know how, let me go learn. Because I know and understand my greatest resource is me. It's not anybody else, it's me. So the more valuable I can make myself, the better it is. And then what happens is once you understand how to do this stuff, and once you become your own resource, then you can start outsourcing some of this stuff because you have the general knowledge. So for example, like with with my YouTube videos. I can I can edit them. I enjoy editing. It's not a problem for me. I record a video. It takes about 10 minutes to edit, do all the all the YouTube backend stuff, and there you go. It's live. But where am I more valuable? Is it sitting in my office editing these videos or is it creating more videos? What's going to get me more value? What's going to drum up more business for me? And I can tell you, it's me being in front of the camera. So now I hire someone five to ten dollars per video. Done. They get it done, but now it allows me the opportunity to do more. You change the way you treat yourself. You change yeah. Because you, you're exploiting your best assets, which is what organizations do to individuals, but you are treating yourself as an organization. I'm gonna quote my man Jay Z. I'm not a businessman, I'm a business man. Yeah. Oh, so powerful. Absolutely. Right. It changes the way that you think about just everything in general. Uh, a lot of the influence that I get is through Instagram. I follow a lot of entrepreneurial people out there. And there's one that I saw where it was a banana for 50 cents, right? I buy that banana for 50 cents. I sell it for a dollar. I made 50 cent profit. That is the business mentality. I buy that banana for 50 cents. I sell it as a... A protein health shake for four dollars. I made three dollars and fifty cents. That's the entrepreneurial mindset. Mm-hmm. The business mindset is how much do I buy it for? How much can I sell it for? The difference is what I keep. I buy a banana. I plant a tree. That's the entrepreneurial mindset. <laughs> how can I make more? How can I always improve on things? And there are certain things that entrepreneurs schedule time for that normal people don't. One is sleep. People say all the time they love sleeping, right? So do entrepreneurs. Everyone loves sleeping. But entrepreneurs realize that sleep is a tool. It's a a chance to dial it down. It's a a chance to reflect. It's a chance to take a a mental break. It's not a luxury. Sleep is a tool, not an escape. Yeah. The other thing that they'll do is they'll schedule time for self-investment. I schedule an hour for training. 
every single day on personal development stuff. Just like I would schedule time to go to the gym, which is something that I need to start doing. But um, <laughs> but if if I look on your face <laughs> as you said that was priceless, listeners. I wish y'all could be in the studio right now. <laughs> the way his face shifted. Sorry, I didn't mean to detract, but I had I had to. That was too good. Oh man, but but yeah, they, they schedule time for self investment. They schedule time for sleep. They schedule time for meditation. Worker B mentality is meditation is a luxury or I don't know how to do that. Oh, that's just sitting in a corner and chanting a mantra, right? You allow things to be scheduled for you. Yeah. Rather than scheduling things. And then exercise. Like these are things that entrepreneurs schedule in their day because, again, like what you said earlier, they are in charge of their life. Going back to episode 17, are you really in charge of your life? These things like that, that we share on air really start making an impact for me. And here's the things that entrepreneurs are doing. Self-evaluation, right? I'm always taking a look at, okay, what am I doing right now? How can I improve? You have to know your bank accounts. You can't live in ignorance is bliss anymore. You have to know what, what you're working with. You measure results, not time, and you don't multitask. Those are the things that you have to do. And here's how my life has changed. I was, I ran into a friend and asked him what he was doing. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm running a business, you know, now, but, but I'm, you know, I don't know if I like it or not. I'm kind of struggling. And I was like, well, let me take a look at what you're doing. And this is 100% friendship. So went over, visited stuff. And I was like, look, there's a lot that you can do here. You need to do this, 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 and this. And he's like, I don't know if I can do those things. I don't even know how to do those things. When, when you are a business owner, you, you take a passion of yours and you're like, oh, okay, I can make money from this. And then you start making money. But then... You didn't shift the mindset. You didn't shift the mindset. And you grow so much to a point where now 90% of what he does is all admin work. It's no longer doing the thing that he's passionate about. Mm-hmm. And most businesses are in that way. So then I started thinking, okay, who else do I know that in order to grow a business, you need to manage marketing, you need to manage current practices and reevaluate those. I can do that portion. I want somebody who can do marketing because I don't want to do that. I found someone else and I'm like, look, let's start a company. You and I, I do this, you do that. She's like, yeah, that sounds good. And we're going to iron out the details tomorrow. Tomorrow? No, Thursday. <laughs> um, but, but now that's a new company I just started without even thinking about it because now I know that it's out there. I did a photo shoot yesterday. The ladies came in, they, they paid me, they, they did a photo shoot. And while I was talking to them, they're talking about some of the lack in their business. And I was like, you know what? I know this networking group that you need to be a part of. You go be a part of that group. We'll study the things that you're learning and let me take care of the marketing for you. And they're like, yeah, that's good. Now, here's two clients that I have. That's the mentality of an entrepreneur. It's how do I create? How do I create? How do I create? Continually creating. Continually. And so I can tell you now, um, the, the things that I've done were possible, were made possible because I knew the things that I didn't know. And the things that I didn't know, I learned how. And audience at home, if you want proof of that, listen to episode one. <laughs> Where we didn't know what we were doing. We weren't even going to record that day. 
Uh, yeah. You knew we were going to record that day. We didn't. And where are we now? You know, if you mm-hmm. think about it. And so that's how you that's how you come across stuff. If you don't know how to do something, you learn. That's the entrepreneurial mindset. The worker bee mentality is, I don't know how to do it. The end. Unless someone else make my decisions for me. I will not be in charge of my life. Mm-mm. That is huge. And I didn't want this to seem like, you know, I'm, I'm looking down. You know, that, that wasn't my, my intent. But at the same time... Come down off that throne and say hi to the rest of us. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just fucking with you. But at the same time, I know that there are people right now thinking the exact same things. I don't know if I could do this. I don't know if I could do this. And thing is, they'll live with that their whole lives. And then by the time they retire, they're, want, they're looking back now. See, one of my favorite quotes is um, by Eminem in 8 Mile. When he's like, when do you stop living up here and you start living down here? And that's the same thing with dreams. When do we stop dreaming? When do we start adjusting our dreams, our goals in life? based around our paycheck. I'd love to go on trips all over the world. I'd love to see the world. Um, but, but you know, that's a lot of money. I, I can't afford it. No, don't buy a TV. It, <laughs> it, 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 I mean, I've, I, I'm, you know, yeah. most people would be like, and I did this article on my website, rohilo.com, shameless stop, plug. Stop buying $6 coffees. Stop but, spending $10 on lunch. <laughs> but it was, how much is a TV costing you, Right. A poor person, or sorry, not poor person, but but worker bee mentality will say, uh, that TV cost me $1,200. An entrepreneurial mindset or someone who understands personal development will say, no, that TV is costing you thousands and thousands of dollars a year. 40 plus thousand dollars a year. How much time do you sink into that television? That could be applied to learning these skills that, you know. Will bring in income. And I'm telling you, audience... From the bottom of my heart, I'm not lying to you on this. I'm having so much fun with my life right now because I broke away from the TV. I thought, oh, okay, I need to know all about shows and stuff like that. And, you know, you get caught up in, in that. Game of Thrones. Yeah, in, in our episode on escapism. But I'm telling you, I'm, I am try going to Ikea at, at, you know, 1 p.m. It's empty. Enjoy life. The rest of us have to work. No. I mean, I know you were joking. Around, I know, yeah. But, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's the, that's the mindset. Another thing I wanted to say is I think that this is nothing new to you, what you do with personal development and self-help. It's nothing new to you. You've been doing it for a long time. You've also held a full-time traditional job for a long time. Mm-hmm. When you When you realized that you didn't want to seek employment again. You decided to put this first. Yeah. Because I think for so many years, you put your traditional job first. Mm-hmm. And this was on the back burner. Now it's on the front burner for you. It's on a high. A quote that I got from my man JP way back in the day was you got to tell the girlfriend the wife comes first. And you treated this like your girlfriend. And you treated your past professions like your wife. Yeah. And now it's just the opposite. And that is huge transition. And it's scary. It is. And definitely not easy. 
And I can tell you, there are a lot of friends who started this journey with me that are no longer a part of my life because I had to do those things in order for me to be the most successful version of me possible. There are projects that I started that failed. The Creating Motivation podcast is one of them. I'm rebranding it now and it's going to be a part of something else, but that was one that failed. Uh, another project that, that I started, Fresh in Your Life, started as one thing and then it, it fell apart. But for a year, the idea was always in the back of my mind. And now it's restarted in a completely different way. But when you, when you have this mentality and you have this eagerness towards life and you start understanding stuff, and I would say it really starts with understanding your own magic. People are now seeking me. I want to do this. How do I do it? I don't know how. Teach me. And, and it's, it's, it's so different than what I thought. I would listen to these personal development people talk about how when you are in flow, the money is just going to find its way to you. You don't know how. It just will. And I can tell you, yeah, that's absolutely true. It'll just find you. You don't know how. It just does. I, I was doing a photo shoot recently. I wasn't expecting to charge any money. It was just, you know, uh, a friend's um, where she worked. A couple of their coworkers just need some headshots. Fine, whatever. You know, I'm, I wasn't gonna charge any money. They came over, did the photo shoot. She hands me a check for one fifty. Thank you very much. This was awesome. And I was like, wow. Like, why have I been selling myself short all these years by not truly understanding my magic? And the same thing can be done. Like Kyle, like, I love what you're doing at work. You keep bumping up. You keep getting these raises. You are in a sales position. Your commission checks keep skyrocketing. But who gets the majority of your results? Not me. Not you. And so you have to be tired of that enough to be able to do something about it. Because if not, you're just sitting on a nail. I'm not talking about you specifically. I just mean in general. Mm -hmm. And sitting on nails is a reference to episode two. If something doesn't hurt you enough to take real action in life, you're not going to do anything about it. But you have to step up into the person that you know you want to be. Otherwise, you're just going to be looking at the same year, year after year after year. Getting by. Getting by. And that's the real struggle. That's the fear, the, the fear that I had back then of like, wow, how do I get paychecks and all this kind of stuff? And okay, you know, pay, paydays in two days, you know, can I make it or whatever? I'm bringing PB&J sandwiches to lunch or whatever. That struggle, that's tough. I can tell you when I was making uh, 40K a year, that's real struggle. And then I started making 60 and 80 and up. And now I don't have, it's, it's not struggle. It's just, okay, how's it going to happen now? I don't have this business, but let's start a new business on marketing. All right, let's do it. Who else do I know? Let's pull some people. Let's start another company. Would you have done that if you still had a traditional job? Never. Not even thought Never. about it? Never. No. It didn't even, like, I would not even been in that mindset. Not not even close. Awesome. But it's, it's pulling your resources together and knowing that you are a resource as well. And letting other people lead with their strengths. So, for example, if I wanted to... Um, start a new company now with you, right? 
I know your passion is in running. And I know you have, you. I don't know if you still do, but you have a huge passion in, passion in shoes as well. Okay, great. Are there runners who need to learn more about shoes? Is that important? Yeah, absolutely. Makes a huge difference. Is it more of an afterthought for, for runners? Probably. I'm, at first, they're thinking like health-wise and, and what do I do and start running and stuff like that. They probably don't pay attention to their footwear. So if I was starting a company with you, I would do one centered around teaching proper footwear. I would Once that's done, then I'd reach out to Nike. I'd reach out to Adidas and feel and everyone else and say, look, this is what we're doing. Would love to partner up with you. How can we make this happen? You know, can, can we start getting some free stuff to, to use as giveaways? Then we advertise on Facebook and Instagram. Okay, we're giving away these free um, shoes, customized to your size, exclusive for runners. If you'd like more information about this. Exclusive. Right? There's a magic word, exclusive for runners. Put in your email address. Cool. They put in their email address, and we go to Nike. We go to Adidas. We go to all these, and we're like, look, here's here's my demographics. I'm looking for people in the Seattle area. Do you have an existing sales list that you're working on that, that we could partner up with and help you with? They'll say, yes, we do. You start working with their field reps. Now, all of a sudden, we are not only growing our business, but we're partnering with other people who are trying to grow our business by establishing strategic partnerships. We're not going after the individual customers. That's a waste of time. That's the business mentality. I'm trying to set up strategic partnerships. That's where the real money kicks in. So now that that's going on, we not only have our prospect list, but we have the prospect list for Nike and Adidas and so forth. Now we take that entire prospect list and we start designing courses. Here's a course on the proper way to find shoes for running. Here's a proper way to um, you know, start running marathons or, or whatever the case is. You know lots of people who run marathons. Now we get them involved. Now all of a sudden we're, our reach is growing. And we take those same lists given to us by these top companies and we are creating value now. You're it's, giving up the ghost. It's... <laughs> it's um, it's, it's a new way of thinking. It's a, it's a new way of marketing. It's called content marketing. You give 80% of it for free and 2% will come back and purchase whatever you have. Sounds like you're a Vaynerchuk. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're all <laughs> essentially saying the same thing. It's just who's willing to practice. I bet, you, like, how many people do we have that are going to listen to our episodes, right? And not do anything about it. Like we've done so many on mm-hmm. how to how to meditate, how to do whatever, how to do whatever. Are people listening to us because we're funny or we have some good information? Are they going to bookmark us and be like, "Oh wow, that was a good episode. I need to start practicing this someday," or are they just going to, or or are they actually going to implement this? And that was a talk I had with myself, and I know we're running out of time here, um, but that was a talk that I had with myself. The more I got into Instagram. And start seeing all these entrepreneurs talk about like, here's my ideal schedule and here's how I do things. And I'm like, wow, bookmark, bookmark, bookmark. These are great ideas. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, how long am I going to keep these in my idea pile instead of my implement and take action pile? Ooh. And since then, my life has been transformed. Whether it's, it's good or it's bad, I know what action needs to be taken and I'll just do it. Similar to what happened earlier between you and I when, when we were meeting. Mm-hmm. It was like, here's what needs to happen. Don't worry, I'll take care of it. Because that's how you start doing the shift. Mm-hmm. 
And once you start making the shift and you focus solely on action and results instead of processes, that's where the magic happens. But first, you need to be self-aware enough to understand where your magic is and know that other companies are willing to pay for that same magic. You are worth X amount of dollars to the company that you work for. Even though you're generating way more margin than what they're giving you based off your salary that's what and your commissions. Really that's what, that's what you're worth. really worth. You're worth millions and millions of dollars every year. But yet... You settle for less. You settle for tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands. Because it's still better than where I was five years ago. Yeah. And provide security. And, and this sense of security. This false sense of security. Because mm-hmm. at any time, okay, we just sold. And no longer got a job. Company's coming in and they're cleaning house. Yep. Create your own sense of security. I like it. Whew. If you couldn't tell, Roy was pretty passionate about this one. Man. The vast hmm. majority of this episode, I was sitting here with a smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> because that I think good. you've experienced these struggles that I've had. Yeah. And you've been there for, you know, like you, the conversations that you and I have had for years mm-hmm. was centered around this stuff. Yeah. And finally, I got tired of sitting on that nail. I saw a huge shift in you, especially over the past year. Mm-hmm. Six, 12 months has been huge. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats, dogs, parakeets, gerbils, hamsters, whatever, (laughs) Rohits, this episode was all about the entrepreneur's mindset, what it takes to get into that mindset, the shift that you saw when you went from being a traditional worker bee, like a lot of us, to really taking full, complete ownership of your life and your finances, what that did for you, how it felt when you were transitioning through that process and where you're at today. So this originally was going to be an episode just around that mindset in general, and a lot of it became the journey of Rohit Rohila. Oh, yeah. That was just supposed to be one small part of it, too. (laughs) And for that, I want to thank you. For sharing that with myself and Glenn in this room here in the studio, as well as all of our listeners. The story of Rohit Rohila is now an entrepreneur's mindset. And I might take it one step forward to say it's it's really the American dream. Oh, yeah. Because the American dream has shifted when... When, you know, back in the 20s, when everyone was, was coming to the U.S., everyone owned businesses. There are few people who, who really had, like, typical jobs. And then a shift happened when when bigger companies started coming and mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. They, they, it seems it, that the majority of small businesses are owned by immigrants. Yeah. And, and it was centered around fear. You know, the, the job security or, or whatever like that, consistent paychecks, and, and you've seen a shift now. Same thing with health. Back in back in the early days, everyone who was skinny was healthy and people who were big were rich because they could <laughs> afford the food and whatnot. Gout. And now you're you're seeing it's the complete opposite to where people who are healthy are, are the smaller people and the people who aren't are, are the bigger people. But avocados cost more than cheeseburgers. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Gout used to be a rich man's disease. 
Now diabetes is poor person's disease. Yeah. Scary stuff. Just do the opposite of what everyone's doing. Don't look at... It, it's easy for us and normal for us to look at our closest friends to evaluate decisions that we make because I value your input. I want to know what you think. Only do that if you would want to trade places with that person. If that person is, is more successful than you, then ask them and value their input. Or throw your target audience. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a fantastic <laughs> one too. Because the input is valid, but it shouldn't completely change your decision. Yeah. Good stuff. Mm. Do the opposite of whatever's popular. And to end this week's episode of GYSE Podcast, I'm just going to leave you all with a quote I mentioned earlier from my man Jay-Z. I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. Tune in next week for another fantastic episode of GYSD Podcast. GYSDpodcast.com. Check out the website. we got all kinds of new stuff on there. The Procrastinator's Guide is still there for you guys. Punch in your email and you get the tools. As Rohit mentioned, to an entrepreneur, sleep is a tool. And I thought that was huge. You will get the tools on our website to do your job, whatever that may be, to the fullest potential. See you again next week. Bye, everyone. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.